Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz, Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, we just finished up talking about the Green Bay signing of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams moving to the Raiders. And uh, Wiz, like I said, we are running out of words to describe what's been happening in the offseason, but a real shocker with Deshaun Watson finally being traded. This was talked about for a long time. Uh, and to a team where I think on Thursday they were told that they were out of the mix for it. But uh, nonetheless, Deshaun Watson is a Cleveland Brown. Wiz, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, yeah, just absolutely, um, absolutely incredible. And uh, Cleveland Brown fans must be so excited because they ha- have been feeling the last couple of years that their <clears throat> roster is good enough and they just didn't get good enough play from the quarterback position. I know Mayfield was hurt. I know Mayfield played through injuries. But even when he was 100% healthy, <clears throat> he just did not make good decisions, good throws. Here comes Deshaun Watson. The problem is, or the question is, um, they're kind of <laughs> depleted at, you know, receiver. Um, I know Amari Cooper, but I'm just wondering what else they're going to try and do to um, kind of help Deshaun Watson in the passing game. Yeah, so it's interesting. They they did make a, a little bit of a signing for a guy who's uh, more of a gadget player, and that's Jakeem Grant, um, who's got a lot of speed. He'd be in the slot. You know, I don't know that he would be an every down type of player, but more kind of like a, uh, you know, a third down type guy. Uh, I know they drafted Anthony Schwartz last year, who in a few games actually played pretty well. I would say the same for Donovan Peoples-Jones, who who kind of emerged a little bit more as, as a more consistent part of this offense. You know, you and I have talked a lot about Amari Cooper. Um, the Cowboys have traded him. Now he moves back onto grass in a colder climate. And, you know, in the past, when he was with the Raiders, he was playing on grass. It was a warmer climate. The Cowboys obviously had the luxury of playing eight games, maybe nine games, uh, inside the Jerry Jones's uh, AT&T Stadium there. But now he moves outside to play in Cleveland on grass. He's, he's a year older. Uh, I'm not sure. I know people will jump on, on, on Amari Cooper, but we've looked at this statistically, Wiz, and Amari Cooper – has not been a good performer when it comes to playing games on natural grass. Yeah, I mean, in addition to that, um, he hasn't been a guy that you could kind of rely on to 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 play 17 games in in a season. He's been kind of injury prone, um, so we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. I'm sure the the Browns are going to plan on doing more work but the one thing that Deshaun Watson has that he didn't have is an elite offensive line and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt as well so uh, they'll be formidable with the running game and the 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 ability to with Deshaun Watson to move out of the pocket run the ball himself certainly is going to bring a real valuable asset to the Cleveland Browns offense. Yeah, and, and maybe the Browns do add another receiver later in the draft because they've, they've lost some draft capital, obviously, um, to, to pick up uh, a player like like Deshaun Watson. So uh, perhaps they look at something like that where they pick somebody up in the later rounds. Um, I think it's 
an interesting situation at tight end where Austin Hooper's very large contract uh, is gone. Um, and they are left with uh, David Njuku, who's at times also been very productive as a, as a player. And, and a guy that you and I, in coming into his third season now, Harrison Bryant, who has a real skill set, um, you know, catching the football. It'll be interesting to see which one of those tight ends emerges in this offense. But as you mentioned, elite offensive line, tremendous backs. Um, you know, I could see both of those guys catching a lot of balls. Um, look, this doesn't go without controversy, of course. And I, and I think we'd be wrong not to talk about, you know, the fact that the NFL is still having an investigation on what transpired uh, with the Sean Watson. Obviously, he played no football for the Texans last year. Um, there are pending civil suits from 22 victims. Uh, you know, we don't take lightly uh you know, accusations of this nature, obviously uh, innocent until proven guilty, of course. Uh, but nonetheless, there there is a cloud that still surrounds this situation, Wiz, and a scenario where, you know, I, I guess the Browns are comfortable with, with kind of where the outcome would go here. But, but like I said, I listened to a couple of talk radio shows yesterday. Um, first of all, the one thing that was noticeable was a lot more females were calling in on the shows. And there was, you know, there was certainly very loud voices about the fact that how in the world can you make a player that's been put in this situation, the highest paid player in NFL history. Um, there, there, there was a lot of pushback against what the Cleveland Browns did. So I, I'm not saying that the fan base is going to look at it in the same way, but, but there is controversy around this move uh, and this particular player. Yeah, there's, there's no question about it. And I think likely the result is going to be um, irrespective of what happens with the silver case, you know, with the civil cases is that Sean Watson is likely to receive some kind of suspension. I believe so. Um, it's happened in the past. Uh, players like Ben Roethlisberger, um, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so then that gets tricky because, you know, what, what kind of, you know, number do you put on that for a suspension? So, We'll have to see how it plays out, um, but I would not be surprised if Deshaun Watson was suspended this year for four to six games. Yeah, and so then, so then that leaves the question mark. Do you have faith that right now the backup quarterback is Case Keenum? Because we, we, we know that Baker Mayfield is not going to be a Cleveland Brown. He's going to be traded to someone at some point in this offseason, maybe, maybe sooner than later. Is Case Keenum a good enough placeholder if, in fact, he misses four to six games on a team? As you mentioned, this roster, both sides of the football, we haven't talked about the defense, but this is still a very talented defense. But this is a team that's very capable of winning that division and making the playoffs. Um, is Case Keenum a, a safe enough placeholder in the event that Deshaun Watson does miss four to six games? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've had so much equity invested in Deshaun Watson, there's no other option. So they're going to they're gonna hope that he can hold the fault down um, for as many games as, as Watson's going to miss. I mean, I'm sure in the Browns' um, most optimistic views, Watson won't miss any time. But I think he will, or more likely that he will than he won't. Um, but, you know, that that's kind of the risk. But... Boy, the Browns have invested a lot of money, a lot of years, and a lot of draft equity in this player. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how it how it plays out. But you know, the, the other side of this is the Houston Texans 
And I, I just want to say, I, I, you know, they had to do something. And um, they had to make a trade because with with Watson's salary situation, they would have taken such a, a cap hit to pay him for not playing like they did last year that they had to make a trade. So it was good for them that there were teams competing against each other. And I, I'm, I'm good with the trade. I, I think, you know, they had the situation with Deshaun Watson and made it clear he was never going to play for them again. But I kind of like what Davis Mills was doing last year. I think he's a good young quarterback. I, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're going to give him a chance. And now the Texans have the third overall pick, the 13th overall pick in this draft. Um, they they got three overall first-round picks. They got third-round picks. Uh, they got a lot of draft equity in this trade. And uh, it's the kind of deal where if they draft correctly and draft well, they could kind of turn their franchise around. So uh, I'm kind of rooting for the Houston Texans to uh, to kind of rebound from where they've been these last couple of years. Yeah, because Bill O'Brien, uh, you know, made some very bad trades. They He put the Texans in a very bad spot. Obviously, Deshaun Watson didn't help his case at all. But, yeah, this was a move that, they, that the Texans had to make. Uh, I was looking uh, yesterday, and I believe they have six picks in the first, and just in this draft alone. You know, they they have number one picks coming uh, in following years, but in this draft alone, the, the, in the first hundred and eight picks, Houston Texans' name will be called six times. So, so get, they get an opportunity in this draft to kind of start to reshape their franchise. And as you mentioned, I thought Mills played well at times and, and became more consistent as the season went on. Brandon Cooks was a was certainly a force on, on the fantasy side of things. I'll probably have to address running back because I don't think Rex Burkhead at age 30-something is going to hold up. Uh, I know they did sign, if I'm not mistaken, Royce Freeman, um, who played a few games with them as well. Um, but, but yeah, this is a team that's got to fill a lot of gaps on both sides of the football. So six picks in, a, in the first 108 uh, picks in the draft is, certain, is certainly a step in the right direction for the Texans. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And, uh, um, it just, it's, it, you know, just, it's just unfortunate how it all played out. And Bill O'Brien, as you mentioned, is, is that, you know, is, is the reason as far as the draft goes, why they were in such a, a, a poor position uh, with some of those awful trades. And, uh, you know, uh, but this is the type of trade uh, with all of these picks, uh, like I said, that they could really turn their franchise around if they, if they do it well. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, having the third pick and the 13th pick is, is certainly a good start for them this year. So I, I just want to go back to, uh, to to the Browns a minute and, and look at the two situations. One, the tight end situation. Which one of those players that you think actually has the upper hand in that in that in that kind of fight for the number one tight end job there? And do you do? Th- I know you like Donovan Peoples Jones uh, coming out of school. Um, you know, kind of a quiet rookie year. Like I said, a couple of splash plays last year. You know, is he the type of player that maybe could take that next step up? He's a, he's a Tall guy, he's six two, six three. Um, you know, a bigger presence, a, a more down the field presence. I want to say, averaging close to twenty yards of reception, if I'm not mistaken. But is this a player that could really t- take the next step up with a player of Deshaun Watson's skill set? I think so. I, I, I you know, I, I think so. I think you know, with with him in, you know, with Deshaun Watson coming in there, there'll be more opportunities. And I think, yeah, Donovan People Jones is a and is an electric type of player. Uh, I think he's capable of, of making big plays. And, 
you know, the one thing that Deshaun Watson is used to doing and is not afraid to do, and it's something that a lot of quarterbacks are afraid to do because they're worried about their stats. But when you get paid, uh, you, you got $250 million in the bank for five years, you're really not worried about your stats anymore because you, you've been paid, is throwing the 50-50 ball. And we know how many times um, – he 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 you know he's he's done that in the past um and he'll I, this is where i think someone like donovan people's jones can you know can can excel as well uh because he's used to throwing it to hopkins and i think he'll do it too um with people's jones and give him a chance to make plays and to answer your question about the tight end is that man i'm excited to see harrison bryant get a chance to play with an elite quarterback he has a really amazing skill set that has not been unleashed yet. So I know we talk about <clears throat> uh, Albert Okwuna-Bunam in the last one, and Harrison Bryant is another one in that category, getting a new quarterback, a new situation, maybe get a lot more playing time uh, that could start entering that tight end one category. So I'm looking forward to seeing Harrison Bryant play with uh, – Deshaun Watson. Yeah, when I, when I look at Harrison Bryant, Wiz, I, I see I don't know why or what it is. I don't know what it is about it, but uh, but I see Todd Heap when I see him. Um, you know, Todd Heap, formerly of the Ravens, um, was for a few years a pretty elite tight end in the NFL in, in fantasy circles, and, and that's the player that Harrison Bryant. He moves like him. Uh, he's built like him. I think there's a lot of similarities between those two players. Uh, and then, yeah, I think that's a player that I'd be semi excited about uh, coming into the into this season uh, with the change at quarterback. I just want to flip flop one second back to Houston. Was I don't know if a lot of people realize this. First of all, we've seen this before when when rookies get their opportunity in the NFL and how difficult it is for them to kind of play on a consistent basis. Even a great like. Peyton Manning, I don't know how many interceptions he threw his rookie year, but he threw more interceptions than it was over 25, and he threw more interceptions than he did have touchdowns. But, you know, Davis Mills last year in the last five games, he, so he started for a few games, then he took a, re, a break again, and then he came back for the last five games of the season as a starting quarterback. I look closely, he was over 300 yards in three of those games, Wiz. Now, granted, the Texans were playing behind in a lot of them, but he threw nine touchdowns to only two interceptions. And on the season, you know, Mills finished the season with 16 touchdowns versus 10 interceptions. So, to your point, I hope they don't make a mistake with that third pick, and I know Lovey Smith is a defensive guy. I, I hope that the, the Texans don't make a mistake and take a quarterback early because this is just not the draft to do it. I think this is a draft to focus on, you know, maybe one of those elite talents at, at, on the defensive side of the ball or on the offensive line. But I think Davis Mills certainly showed you as the season wore on last year that his consistency had picked up in a significant manner towards the end of the season. Yeah, I think they're they're in great 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 position with the third pick. I mean, they're either going to get an elite offensive lineman like Okawano from NC State or Evan Neal from Alabama or Kyle Hamilton uh, at safety uh, from Notre Dame, who I absolutely love. So they're they're most likely going to get. <clears throat> I mean, they will get one of those three players, assuming uh, that. The, the the lion the jaguars take Hutchinson with the first pick so um they they their 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 third pick is kind of a can't miss prospect uh whether it's a, a, a tackle or a safety 
is just how it plays out and how their you know how their draft room feels about those couple of players. But the 13th pick, you know, that's when things get a little bit more interesting. Um, who they may take, and uh, I have been telling you and everyone who I've been talking to that I'm not, I don't, I don't love the quarterbacks in this year's draft. So uh, I'd be surprised and disappointed if they took a quarterback with their 13th pick and uh, and not let Davis Mills continue on with his career um, and see what he could do, which uh, I think. Uh, there were a lot of bright spots, and like with any rookie, there were some, um, you know, down points as well. But uh, I, I like Davis Mill. I, I was hoping the Vikings would have taken him instead of Kellerman. I, I feel even more strongly about that after both guys have played a year in the, you know, uh, you know, coming into the second year. But um, I don't think they'll take a quarterback with their 13th pick, and uh, I think the Texans could rebound, like I've been saying, uh, if they handle this draft uh, appropriately. All right, fantastic. So that's it, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, discussing the Deshaun Watson fallout and uh, what it means for the Browns and the Houston Texans. Uh, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about some of the other players that are moving around the league in this wild off offseason. Uh, but we are on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud. Uh, make sure you're subscribing, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, and we'll talk to you in a little bit.